Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Did you know Sherlock's launched SL Man in the autumn of 2019? It's the modern man's guide to a more stylish life. Think Sherlock's for men. Twice a week, the SL Man team bring men everything they need to know, from the coolest trainers and the hottest bars to the newest podcasts, grooming tips and mental health advice. You name it, SL Man has it covered. So please spread the word to the men in your life. We're talking husbands, boyfriends, brothers and colleagues and help us to help them live a more stylish life. Welcome to the Sherlock's Highlights podcast with me, Charlotte Collins. This week, I'm joined by Becky Hull, Tor Cardona and Heather Steele. Hi, everyone. Hello. Hello. I feel like today I drove in and it was really sunny and I put on my sunglasses and I blasted the heating (laughs) and it almost felt a bit like spring. (laughs) It's been lovely. Like, even when you're having a stressful Monday commute, when the sun's out, it just makes it all better. It makes such a difference. Although I'm slightly concerned because when the clocks change... It's going to get dark yeah. in the morning. Yeah. I always forget yeah. that that happens. Yeah. And it does. It goes dark again. It gets darker, but then it gets lighter yeah. slowly. It yeah. doesn't yeah. last for long. Yeah, I was going to say two weeks in, it'll start I know. creeping back. But countdown so, is on. I know. Like, I mean, really, really there. I know we could really, really like some heat. I think we deserve it. Yeah, we do. We <laughs> damn well do. Starved of nice weather. I mean, it's been rain after rain. We say yeah. every day, don't we, Tor? It's I know. Just such... Also, this week is going to be crap. Oh, but it does feel a bit like when you look at the temperatures, I always think of it when it's changing from season to season. It's like a child learning to walk, isn't it? It's like slow. Yeah, yeah. Toddling, getting there. Like they are sort of creeping up a little bit. There's some yeah. 13s in the mix, which is quite probably. I saw a 13. Oh. I, saw, I saw a 13. <laughs> 13. What has everybody been watching, listening to, etc.? So I'm going to write a full review on this when it actually comes out in two weeks' time. But as part of International Women's Day yesterday, uh, my local cinema was showing Radioactive, which is a new film starring Rosamund Pike about Marie Curie. Oh, yes. oh wow. And, oh. And, yeah, really good. I won't dwell on it too much because there will be a full review coming. But I love of Rosamund Pike anyway she was very very good in it and I just learned a lot about Marie Curie everyone knows who she is and knows that she kind of created a cure for cancer but I didn't actually know how much backlash she mm. had because um, she was a woman a because she was a woman but also because when she discovered these new elements and atoms and radioactivity and everything people didn't know how dangerous it was mm-hmm. so once people started to realize like people were dying because of the effects of radiation she then had a lot of backlash because they're like well you're responsible for loads of people yeah dying. This, is, this is so naive what year was that like 1700s no no so very late 1800s, 1800s. and did she invent chemotherapy or just radiation no but she kind of found the the right molecules but then when she was researching researching realized that it could shrink tumors that chemotherapy yeah and then she did a lot of stuff towards the end of her life which is in the first world war which was treating soldiers who'd been on the front with sort of radiotherapy so that sounds really yeah. interesting yeah. it was really good it was really good it's got anya taylor joy in as well who obviously <laughs> she's everywhere everyone loves at the mo and sam riley who i hadn't seen in a film for a very long time so. who's he I know him most. He was in this Ian Curtis of Joy Division biopic. 
Nick was kind of like a bright future sort of BAFTA winner type person, but hasn't no, not, doesn't not seem to have done very much. Ago. Yeah, but it was <laughs> nice. I was pleased to see him in something good. again. Yeah, well worth watch. Again, without giving too much away, what was really interesting about it is that it was great costumes of the mm. era, but then every now and again, it would flash forward to Chernobyl yeah. and Hiroshima, and because she didn't know that any of that was going to happen, it all happened after her lifetime. So she'd say like, oh, and I'm going to do this, and it's going to save the world, and then it would cut to a few scenes of that. So it was quite interesting, actually. And also, not just the bad things, but the first cancer patient in the 50s who was getting like, chemotherapy. So, so technically, she's responsible for radioactivity. Yes. yes. Good, wow. and, but good and bad. Good and good bad. Because well, the whole point is that in the wrong hands, it can be used yeah. for absolute evil, but in the right hands, well, it, it can save lives. Fascinating. Sounds really good. I haven't really heard anything about that. I hadn't it? really. It's just because I was doing some research and happened to see that it was on like two weeks early because of International Women's Day. Are you a member of your local cinema? I am, but this was at the Odeon. Like, it wasn't even, oh, like, a sort of nice. art house cinema or anything. That's cool. Exactly. Yeah. And there's eight of us in this Aww. huge cinema. I was like, yay, women. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, um, I hope it gets a bit more hype before it actually comes out. Write your piece and I then shall. it will. I shall. It's really worth a watch. <laughs> I learned sure. loads about her, so. Ooh, brilliant. What a woman. Great. So what have you been up to? Well, similar path, actually. I finally got around to seeing 1917 in the oh, weekend. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. It was way more emotional than I thought it was going to be. And I'm glad I saw it at the cinema because it was obviously kind of the final day or the final run of it being in the cinema. Yeah, it was one of those tiny screens. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was really powerful and on the World War One theme. Mm -hmm. I hadn't really appreciated the brutality of World War One almost compared to World War Two as well. Mm. It was savage, but I thought it was brilliant and he was so good. And George Mackay. Yeah, Yeah. so good. Yeah, I loved it. I heard a critic say this weekend that George Mackay is one of those actors who so embodies the different characters that he plays. Mm. That's almost why he's not the household name he deserves to be because people don't recognise him from film to film because he's such a good actor. Because mm, he's been in a lot of TV, yeah, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah, it's funny. He's mm. been in really good TV What's shows. What's he been in? He's been in Birdsong, loads of sort of, there was a programme called 11 22, he was in. He's just been in sort of niche TV mm. shows that if you saw him, you'd be like, oh my God, that's George Mackay. Yeah. But yeah, he has sort of gone under the radar and then come out in this incredible film. Yeah. Becky, what have you been up to? So I have had a really quiet weekend, a bit of R&R, and I finished my book, The Silent Patient, by Alex McLeedes. Now, I got given this at Christmas, and you know when you just haven't got time, I finally sat down this weekend, and I'm not joking, I finished it from Friday to Sunday, which is really good going. Yeah, pat on the back for me. But was it really addictive? So, and I'm grieving it. I am genuinely, like, like, all you can think about today. All I can Mm. think about, and it's got, like, they say, that it had a Hitchcock suspense and the end has got the biggest twist I've probably ever read in a book. Bigger than Gone Girl. Mm, It's just got that twist where you're like, oh my God, you saw everything falls into place. So without giving too much away, it is about a woman who is found in her house with her husband who has been murdered and she gets arrested and put into a psychiatric ward. And obviously all is not as it seems. And she gets treated by a therapist and between the two of them, they gradually unpick what actually happened. And on surface level, that sounds really simple, but it is so intense and it kind of focuses around six core characters. It's a little bit girl on the train, okay. but much more cat and mouse. And it is Ooh, insane. Nice I knew it came with so many reviews. My brother got it for me and I just, you know, you really want to get into something. Yeah. I wanted to find the right time 
I just couldn't put it down. Oh. And in a way, I was sad because I wanted it on my morning commute, but I was obsessed. Sounds Which, like it could be a film. Uh, it could definitely yeah. be a film. And, oh, I really want to talk about it I was with somebody. Please, can I borrow it? Yeah, borrow yeah. it. Yeah. I'll yeah. have it when Heather's done. Because honestly, I think everybody would get something from this. Oh, so, so good. good. So good. It is called The Silent Patient. Mm. It's based on sort of Greek tragedy. It's honestly Ooh. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Okay, we're going to talk about beauty now. Becky, you wrote the ultimate A to Z glossary of beauty terminology. I think everybody needs this in their armory. I'm almost, I almost want to download this. Oh, keep it, print keep it, it in my back pocket, exactly. So this is your A to Z of words that people may have heard, like, you know, people in the industry talking about or may have seen on the back of a label somewhere, but don't really know what they mean. So can you run us through some of these? I'm going to just pick out the ones that I don't know. What yeah, pick okay. out. A is for ampoules. Ampoules. So this has been around for sort of a couple of years, but I'd say they're picking up momentum again this year. It's a South Korean sort of skincare staple. And actually, much to my surprise, I was talking to my mum when I wrote this because you always want to know what people know and they don't know. And she was like, I know what ampoules are. And I was so shocked because I genuinely didn't think many people do, but they're like these little sort of squeezy things that you put into your serum. Have you heard of them as yeah, well? Yeah, but you don't have to put them in your serum. You don't have to, but because they're... So you can use them just straight as mm-hmm. they are like neat but because neat. their molecule <laughs> yeah. size yeah. is smaller than a serum they penetrate really deep right into your skin so yeah you can use them with or without other products and am i right in thinking the idea that their individual use is so the ingredients are like super are more active more active and yeah okay. exactly Fresh, yeah, yeah. fresh. Mm-hmm. And so they can be used as addition to the rest of your skincare, as Tor said, on their own, but they can brighten, hydrate, refine, and exfoliate your skin. Sarah Chapman has some amazing ampoules. She's a whole set. There's a vitamin A one, so for retinol for renewals for ageing and then a whole vitamin C one which is really good for glowing and it's what Megan used in the run up to her wedding oh, oh well, that's about as high praise as it gets yeah. Yeah. so what they're like little capsules and you break them has a glass oh but wow they yeah. seem really like medicinal yeah they medicinal. are yeah. they're like yeah. tablets yeah. Little, like little vials almost yeah. and you just yeah you break the lid oh, and, you, see. and okay, then you okay, just okay. pour it in yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I guess and glass is better for the environment than plastic isn't yeah. it well True. exactly and L'Oreal do some as well I've put that here they've got a hyaluronic acid one. Oh, there you go skin's feeling dry something the anti something for every price point then exactly Okay, talk to me about, this is a relatively basic one, but I feel like maybe it's not. It's a term that we've all heard, but maybe there's more to know, which is D is for dermatologically tested. Yeah, so I put this in because a lot of my friends are still like, I don't understand what that means, but it really simply means a dermatologist has tested it and approved that the formula. is (laughs) pretty simple. It's most basic level. It just means someone who specialises in skin hair or nails has approved the formula and it's very safe. Are there lots of products out there that aren't dermatologists? I think there's probably still a chunk. I think a lot are approved now, but you might still get the odd one that isn't. But it's just quite nice to see a product that's got that seal of approval. I think you just know that you're very safe using it. So are most products that are out there today, they are dermatologically tested? I would say so, yeah. I think maybe makeup less so, but skincare definitely. Okay. I have a question. What the hell is sugaring? So sugaring, I actually way ahead of the alphabet. <laughs> Sorry, so I was like, can I just, just jump in? Because one of my friends is obsessed with it. I don't really understand what it is. It's very nineties. I remember it yes. from the nineties. Wait, dating. So this was well, li- this Becky literally came you. really popular last year. It was one of Treatwell's most requested treatments. It's a combination of sugar and water, and it's a more natural alternative to waxing. Yeah. Have you tried it? So Never waxing. tried yeah. it. Yeah. Yes. It, honestly, I had it when I was like fourteen or something. Have Instead you? of like having my legs waxed, they were like sugaring. 
thing. So what happens? It creates a paste yeah. that then like hardens like a wax. Yeah. It's, yeah. Gen- it's much more gentle. So is it like hot wax or do they, is it like a strip? Yeah, I think it was hot. And then yeah, it gets it's like hot, like it melts and solidifies. Yeah. It's meant to be much kinder and much softer yeah. to the skin. I think, well, when I got it done, I said it wouldn't tear your skin as much as waxing certainly yeah. used to, what, 16, 17 yeah. years ago. Surely just like anything that rips up your skin to get the hairs out is going to hurt. It's going to hurt. Yeah. Down, oh, yeah, like, still yeah. hurt. Yeah. But it didn't, I suppose, because it yeah. was a sugar and water. No, it's true. It's really apparently it grew in like by 91 percent from 2019 in terms of popularity people get much more invested in it is it better for the environment no i suppose wax is i think i think people just always jumping on anything that might be less painful yeah i think that's all it is i would have guessed that sugaring was a type of exfoliant i would have thought that it was like it is as well it's gentle it exfoliates sort of as you go okay just much gentler (laughs) 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 would take everything off Um, sorry though i really really jumped ahead there i'm sorry quite right Uh, back to e (laughs) e is for enzymes i feel like this is something you might know about as well no really all right beauty queen do tell enzymes are really big for 2020 Mm -hmm. but it just comes down to being an exfoliant on a really basic level but they work to sort of unglue any dead bonds on your skin like fruit enzymes like fruit enzymes they're kind of similar to ahas which are acids so it just breaks there's a lot of of stuff happening (laughs) what is a fruit enzyme it kind of is just the same as an enzyme, isn't it? They're just exfoliating. Like, it's in science. But fruit enzymes are like more natural. They're a more natural way to scrub your skin. Okay, isn't like sense. strawberry quite a good one? Strawberry's really good at brightening. Okay. Because they're just natural exfoliants. Yeah, and they don't disrupt your pH levels. But, and where would one buy a strawberry enzyme? <laughs> so you can. Avocado. <laughs> <laughs> but there's loads. How of... much does this look like a real strawberry? <laughs> there's loads of enzyme scrubs coming out at the moment. Okay. You can also find enzyme masks. Cult Beauty's just dropped so many. And Huda has just launched okay. one, a pineapple one. So Ooh. it's a natural way to, to It's exfoliate. a natural way to exfoliate okay. without disrupting your pH because typical exfoliators can really disrupt your skin's balance. Right. And okay. Sort of disturb the microbiome. Okay, F is for ferulic acid. So this is an antioxidant. Mm-hmm. Ferulic acid can help slow the aging process, and it's also thought to protect against sun damage. And it's best avoided by sensitive skin types because it's quite strong. Okay, where does one look for ferulic acid? You can find it in skin SkinCeuticals, CE Ferulic. That, that classic product. Classic. Oh, really? But yeah, it is a real cult product. Okay. A lot of people in the office love that, actually. I used to use it quite a lot. And actually, weirdly, my skin is really sensitive and I'm fine with that one. Yeah. It's really good. It's just very expensive, that product. Yeah. yeah. There'd be other formulas you can find it in, I am sure, but it is yeah. best applied as a serum. Garden of Wisdom do a really good yeah. dupe of that one. Yeah, and they're so affordable, Garden of yeah, Wisdom. Yeah, I love Garden okay. of Wisdom. H is for humectants. Yeah. So just like hyaluronic acid, they work to kind of attract water into the skin and lock it down. And they are found in cleansers, serums, moisturisers. They're in absolutely everything now. And again, they're cropping up in more and more formulas. I think it's just another way to kind of lock in moisture, keep your skin plump and hydrated. But you will see that crop up quite a bit. And if, like me, you've this is all quite sciencey for you and you find it quite hard to get your head around, should you turn to a brand like The Ordinary who kind of breaks it down for you? Or, or The uh, Inky List. The I think The Inky List is definitely gentler than The Ordinary. I agree. I think The Ordinary is good if you can take strong formulas, but The Inky List is just so good at breaking everything down. And it's really kind of genuinely, have a look, it just has everything on the side mm. in terms of ingredients. Quite often there's only a couple in there, so you just know exactly yeah. what you're using it for. And do they kind of cover everything? Like, would you find all of this stuff Everything, yeah. Okay, and they're on Cult Beauty, so they're really easy to kind of shop and get delivered. <laughs> N is for neurofrolin. Oh, 
this is a big one for 2020. Mm-hmm. So the relationship between stress and our skin is a huge trend for this year. On the back of that, you'll see a lot of products launching to cater to that area. So this basically works to lower cortisol levels. It reduces the stress levels in your skin and it can soothe conditions like rosacea. Does that actually work? Tor, you look sceptical. I don't know. That sounds like a very topical solution to a problem that's probably quite internal. Yeah, mm. agreed. Because the reason that stress affects your skin is because of the connection between your gut and your brain. I think and so, yeah. gut issues manifest on your skin, like tend to manifest on your skin. So if you have a problem, it's better to solve it through your gut than with a cream. But I don't know. Dual effects. Wellness meets beauty. Exactly. Yes, exactly. 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 Well, it's true. I think it would also explain why not many products have come out with it in yet. Mm-hmm. But it will be interesting to see yeah. if it's an Yeah, anything for rosacea I'll take. So yeah. Yeah. I'll give it a try. And again, I've put Garden of Wisdom's serum for that. They're one of the first to launch with that as their key ingredient this year. Okay. So... God, I'm hesitant to say this because it's another acid, but T is for tranexamic acid. Again, it's another one for hyperpigmentation and dark spots. Okay. So, but much more, this isn't going to lighten your skin to the extent that you need to be scared to use it. It just works to break down melanin clusters and kind of focus on those dark areas that you just want to get rid of, basically. And if you, for example, if when you go in the sun, you develop those, you know, you've got these patches that you know come out in the summer. Is an acid like this preventative or do you have to kind of use it off? Would you be looking to use it from September onwards for example I wouldn't say it's preventative because I think if you've got dark spots that's something that has also come from overexposure mm-hmm. of the sun which is you know a kind of a different matter but I would say you're never going to get rid of them fully mm-hmm. like even lasers aren't really proven to get rid of them fully but you can definitely diffuse their appearance and okay. sort of soften them a little bit mm-hmm. with ingredients like this you almost break them down so they kind of look more blended exactly just mm-hmm. a bit more even and you can find that in SkinCeuticals new discoloration defence serum or for something a bit cheaper the Inky List have got their brand new tranexamic acid overnight and it is overnight so it's a bit gentler okay. I feel like why would anyone ever shop anywhere other than the Inkey List now well yeah and it's so affordable yes so, so affordable, affordable. Like I was affordable. going to say like I suppose if you did want to try a certain acid it's only what six or eight mm. pounds well, exactly. so if it doesn't work you're like well I've not spent it's 40 pounds it's a really good way yeah, yeah to introduce yourself to the whole sort of ingredient mm-hmm. jargon without spending all your money you can dip, your toe, in. You can dip yeah. your toe well if you're looking to have more of the beauty trends and terminology for 2020 decoded then have a look at the feature on the site uh, we're going to talk about filler now favorite subject amongst some of us here we wrote a feature on chin and jawline filler it turns out filler is no longer just for what your cheeks is that what people used to do cheeks lips lips mm. obviously yeah and there are all kinds of crafty ways you can use it now we obviously turned to dr sibthorpe um, a friend of sherlock's to explain why you would get filler in your chin and your jawline I have to say, I wrote this and I was like, do I need jaw filler? I'm <laughs> I, not joking you. Yes, do. I so said what it, happens? So what's it for? So basically, it's literally simply for anybody that wants a more defined jaw. Mm-hmm. And that's very in at the moment, isn't it's it? It's so defined jaw. In. And I must admit, I then started looking at people like Margot Robbie and everyone and I was like, oh my God, they've all got defined jaws. Yeah, I know. There's so many aspects to it, but it works to boost elasticity and tighten, which gives the appearance of a more refined jaw. And this is a very silly question, but when you have jaw fillers to change the shape of your face, do they do it in other places as well, like your cheekbones yeah. to balance it all out? No. You're so right. He said that you want to go to somebody that balances out all your features so they won't just focus on your jaw. They would also maybe put a tiny bit in your chin. They would balance it with other areas of your face so okay. that you're not suddenly with this angular jaw and everything else looks a little bit not out of tight, if you like. Yeah. I don't really get how it works. When you think about the traditional uses of filler, like in your cheeks or in 
in your lips. It's like a plumping agent, isn't yeah. it? So how do you? I can't imagine how you plump out your. Shit. It's just your creating jaw. volume, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say it's, make, guess, it's making it's changing the shape of your face. And can they place it at an angle almost? So could, like, yeah. for example, what if, what if it was all just here? <laughs> Sorry, I'm pointing to my neck, but I guess they would put they it put it in the right place in the right place to like torsos to create volume to boost elasticity. Becky, I think you should go and have some done and then oh report back. Can, can I tell you what it? I really really want? So maybe we should go together. I want filler in my nose. You've no. said this. I know I've been saying this for and I can't remember if I talked about it on the podcast before. I just don't think you need no, it. Oh my God, I, I just hate my profile so much. No. And I know it's a symptom of, you know, us always being on camera, et cetera. Because I don't think I ever really see my profile other than that. So I think it's just, yeah. it's not. Oh, thanks, honestly, thanks, I agree. It's all very kind, thank you. But Dr. Wasim Taktouk, who recorded a podcast actually with Georgie towards the end of last year, is like the guy for filler nose jobs. I don't think my nose is bad enough to warrant a nose job. And I would be really scared to like change my face yeah. and also spend like thousands and thousands but go on his Instagram account it is insane and it takes like 10 minutes it takes 10 minutes and it's just, just a bit of carefully placed filler yeah. I suppose the thing with you is that yeah filler is temporary yeah. so you could do it and then if you were like oh no I don't exactly. look like me then at least that's it will that. go exactly and a lot of it is hyaluronic acid which was what Richard Sipford was saying so mm. it does break down so you yeah. don't have and I think with the nose specifically you can actually have it kind of re-injected to break it back down if you hate it. Are there any other weird and wonderful places you can get filler these days? Everywhere. <laughs> your hands is quite a good one as well. Ooh, filler um, in your hands. You, I just imagine getting fat hands. That's yeah, popular. It's really popular. So if you're getting a little older and your hands thin out, yeah. and you, you know they get a bit crepey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they just, yeah, plant up your hands bony. and your neck as well. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> mm. So anywhere that's mm. getting a bit aged, yeah. basically. Um, well, if you are tempted to get uh, filler in your chin or jawline, then have a look at the feature on the site. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. We're going to talk about hobbies now. We wrote a feature on Bridge. I hate to generalize, we're probably all a little young for Bridge at this point in our lives. But apparently, one in 15 people in the UK play it and 220 million people worldwide. Interesting. Both my parents like Bridge. Anyway, it got me thinking about hobbies and... I always find that a really mortifying question when somebody says to you, oh, what are your hobbies? So mm. I'd like to know if anybody here has anything they consider to be a hobby. Talk gets Botox, anyone else? <laughs> <laughs> What's the definition of a I don't hobby, know, it's a good question. Because I think we've actually, we all do jobs that those are our passions. Totally mm-hmm. agree. So I'd say, Heather, I can almost guess you love reading, you love going to the cinema, mm-hmm. yeah. you love cultural things. 
Charlotte, shopping. you're just shopping. <laughs> but that, you know. Yeah, I think you're right. I, think I love running. I love going to the gym. As yeah. I say those are like my yeah, hobbies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's so true, actually. It Take, taking true. supplements. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just getting sleep and being well. <laughs> Do hobbies have to be with other people? Do no, you think? definitely not. Okay. Oh, why? What, what are you going to add? I just felt like head is going to throw something really rogue. No, 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 not why. I was just thinking, I can just imagine years ago, if you're like, my hobby is going to the gym. Like, that people might be. Maybe I'm just thinking about it in terms of like when you were at school having to put on your first ever. CV what your hobbies were you had to be like yeah. I'm good at team building and stuff yeah, so yeah, I yeah. like netball it's but... interesting isn't it I did ballet up until the age of 18 but I don't know if that was a hobby because it's 18. that's definitely yeah. a hobby yeah. well, good for that's you that's what happens when you then why did you let it go yeah. because that was at that point where I started interning around the clock I'd just gone I didn't go to uni I just went that's when I met you that's when Tor and I met so cute and I think it was just all too much. You'd get home so late and then you wouldn't have yeah. time. But do I regret... Yeah, I regret giving that up, do actually, you, massively. How, how many hours a week were you doing ballet? I'd do it, like, twice a week. Wow. Only at, like, a local... It wasn't... Yeah, yeah, I yeah. was never, you know... Not, we did do performances. Swan Lake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was not, Palladium. like, black swan level. But in terms of... I guess it was a hobby, yeah. It kept me really toned. Yeah, and it was, the, and <laughs> and it was something... And went south. I guess the definition of hobby probably is something that you do outside of your everyday yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. I guess you do outside of your everyday life. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Um, what do you think yours are? I, well, I did Amdram of oh, yes. <laughs> up until the age of like eighteen as well, and I loved. I, I love musical theatre so much. I did all. I did loads of extracurricular musical theatre, <laughs> despite my complete lack of dance and. Would you go back and do that? I didn't know. It's more about finding the time. Yeah, That's I really thing. enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, maybe. And also, when you do have the time, you tend to just want to chill. That's mm. yeah, that's it. Yeah. I, I would also say I, I think cooking is one of my hobbies as yeah. well. Yeah, I, I think, and I would love more time to mm-hmm. cook. Yeah, yeah, I would love I'd more like, time. And I'd like to go on a cookery course. Me too. Yeah, I love a cookery I course. I really am not very good at throwing things together. I like I don't have any natural cooking ability. Like I can follow a recipe and that's I'm fine. The same. But I cannot just like whip up something. Weirdly, that's something other people tell me anyway. I'm really good at. I can like look in a bare cupboard and be like, right, I'm going to make that. Mm, that's such a chucked. skill. I prefer doing that to following a sort of like, right, now measure this and now oh, measure yeah. that. But that really is a skill to be able to just yeah. I feel that. like I'd really love to come to yours for dinner. Yeah, I really always, <laughs> maybe <laughs> not in my fresh. current abode. <laughs> New house. Yeah. I think mine's probably, yeah, going to gigs because that counts oh, yeah. as a hobby. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. Music. Music. Yeah, music. Yeah, music. yeah, I try to go to at least one a week. Oh, really? yeah. definitely a hobby. Yeah. yeah, I enjoy that. It's something I look forward to. But again, sometimes if it's one in Brighton like after work it can be a bit like oh I can't mm. be bothered but then as soon as they start playing I'm always massively into it were you guys in clubs at school or every, uni? I was in every choir going at school because it was Singer. a choir school, but it was like proper oh, sort wow. of hardcore. And I think maybe, I don't know if it's the same for you, Becky, but I think because at school I was in so many rehearsals constantly for various different singing things and I had to play the flute as well, which I hated. Oh, God, you're so musical. Um, yeah. Sorry, I didn't know you could sing. You keep this very much on the but DL. I think what happened was because that just was my life and especially when I was, I was having to do that at 17 and 18 and I just wanted to like hang out with my friends and do other stuff but it's like no it's 4pm mm. you've got mm. this thing or it's 8 and you've got to do that I think when I went to uni at 18 I definitely should have joined loads of the choirs yeah. but I just didn't join I a know, single one I regret at uni yeah. I, I wish yeah. I'd done so much I more yeah. nothing I did not, apart from drink I hardly yeah. worked yeah. and I went clubbing a lot I know yeah. Yeah. but that's also extracurricular <laughs> it, extracurricular. Yeah. 
yeah, the clubbing count. Yeah, it's quite hard to motivate yourself to be engaged with stuff at uni. Yeah, and I think yeah. you do just now when you're suddenly allowed to make decisions for yourself. Mm. It was just a like backlash, like oh, I don't have to do that anymore. But I do regret that now because I've thought about joining a choir in Brighton, but the rehearsal times are always like yeah. six thirty mm. p.m. on a Tuesday or something. But my granddad's like. Oh, it makes me feel so guilty. He just still feels really upset that I don't sing anymore. And I'm, oh, I probably you, should. Taught, were you sporty or has that as a hobby come later in life? It's definitely come later in life. I think, if anything, school put me off activity. Oh, God, yeah. I think okay. I was one of those kids who gave up sport to do extra Latin just because I refused to be like anywhere near a pitch or anything. The only sport I did enjoy at school was swimming, but because it was okay. so individual, I hated anything team. Mm. Okay. I was actually quite a good swimmer. And what is your favourite kind of activity now? I'm going to have to say running because... Is it still? Yeah. I just love being outdoors, especially living in a city. I think there's something so uplifting and refreshing about being outdoors yeah. and not Fair in a gym. Enough. Becky, did you add? I mean, ballet was an ex hobby. I'd say now I love walking, but I don't know. If oh, that's actually, you rambling. Do. You rambling. Yeah. I'm actually, like I may as well join the Rambler Society because I honestly do go on like long hikes on a Sunday if I can. Yeah, I feel like you do. Even in the rain, yeah. I'd go. Yeah. So Phew. yeah, if that's a hobby, I just like to also do kind of just you spend so much time kind of busy in the week that it's nice to kind of get your thoughts and just be mm. in some fresh air and just out in the open. Fair enough. Let's talk about coffee now. I think we've got some diehard coffee drinkers in the room. I badgered Georgina into writing. I remember hearing this <laughs> yes. across the office and was thumbs up. Good, yeah, I thought you might appreciate the expert guide to great coffee. So this included everything from where to buy your beans and what beans to buy, how to grind your coffee properly and the best machines, brewers, cafetiers, etc., etc. out there. Tor, you are also a big coffee drinker. What is your preferred method? Well, it depends how much time I have. I'm a diehard Nespresso fan. I love my Nespresso machine. But if I have time, a cafetiere is the winner. Yeah. Absolutely love it. I don't have a Nespresso pod or any of those machines. But yeah, when I go to my dad's, he's got like a proper one because he's the one who got me onto black coffee very early in my (laughs) youth. But yeah, he's got like a sort of barista style one and it does just make the best coffee. And you find you only really need two then because it's kind of two real proper ones. Whereas, yeah, at home I've got um, one of those stove top ones oh, yeah. so I think that's hardcore yeah, that Heather. is quite wow hard. I do really it's not really though because it's just the same as putting it in like a cafetiere you just put the ground coffee in fill it with water and then just leave it yeah. on the hob I suppose and it's just more sounds like dedication it, I suppose <laughs> I, yeah I pop it on go in the shower because I know exactly how long it takes and then kind of when I get out of yeah. the shower it's good to go and they last forever those things percolator no? yeah I'm really clumsy so I find with the nice cafetiers I just always end up breaking mm. the glass So those big metal ones, kind of, are good for me. And what kind of coffee do you drink? To be honest, I just like trying loads of different ones, and I'm quite lucky here because quite a few sort of coffee companies are like, oh, we're just sending you a few Mm -hmm. bags, which is nice. But I think... I rarely do, but if you can be bothered, getting the beans rather than pre-ground yes. stuff's the way to go. It makes those, a difference, doesn't it? Those electric grinders are so cheap. Yeah. And yeah. so efficient. Like, yeah. You literally touch a button and it's done. And I think if you really do care about coffee, you know, you can choose how you'd like it to be grinded. So, yeah, I'd go beans over pre-ground stuff. But to be honest, I'm not really very fussy. I'm drinking a Nescafe right now because that's all that's oh, in the office. Oh, my God, Heather. Oh, I 
mean, though? But that's also because... So, <laughs> that's a sin, I'm sorry. Yeah, because how can you... If you know good coffee, how can you drink yeah. that? Because I used to drink eight cups of black coffee a day mm. and I, well weaned, I weaned myself off. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Heather. Anyway, now I just have, like, two really nice ones at home. But when I get into the office, I still like to have something. something. Whereas the Nescafe is mm. so weak and doesn't really do anything. But it still gives me the comforting, like, oh, I've got Fair. a cup of cup coffee. Of coffee. So well, that's why. I have a cafeteria on my desk. If you ever want, like, actual coffee, then do come and ask. If I did have that, then I would then have three strong okay, coffees fine. and I'd probably feel a bit shaky by 11am. Mm. So that's the only reason why. So I love coffee, but I drink, like, 90% decaf. Do you? Yeah. yeah. I really don't love well, coffee for the caffeine effects. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, if well, anything, I do feel quite jittery often, so, mm. so yeah, I've got enough energy. And you know that's, you know that's down to a gene? <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Also, my parents will drink loads of coffee and also used to drink caffeinated, like, as everybody did, and then were, like, as the kind of mm-hmm. more was revealed about the effects of that, they just switched slowly over to decaf. So again, my parents have got like a great coffee machine, but they just exclusively have decaf in the home. So we'll just be pounding oh coffee. But I can't decaf. come to your house. I know, honestly. <laughs> but it makes of... no difference. No, but I oh, go does. to people's houses sometimes and then it's the horrible discovery exactly when you wake the up the I... next day and they've I'm only exactly got tea or decaf. And you pan- I actually panic. Because oh, I, I can't I panic. wake up without it. I'm like, I'm not oh, grumpy, I but I just feel so shit. I'm exactly the same. I do always keep a supply of Nespresso pods that are caffeinated for people like you. So like on Friday when you made your cafetiere, was that decaf? No, so I now have, again, a bit like you, Heather, I kind of take what coffee is going in the office and I found a pa- an unopened packed coffee downstairs. The one that oh, you nice. said smelled like chocolate. It's really nice, isn't it? I yes. like packed, packed coffee. Is really yeah, good. Packed is packed really, really good. good. And um, so that's caffeinated. But so then I'm, but I also have like three in the morning. So I'll yeah. make sure, I mean, maximum two caffeinated, but like I normally have one when I wake up, I buy one then on my way in mm-hmm. and then I'll have a third on my desk. So normally only yeah. one of those is caffeinated, which is I think that's, that's, yeah, I think that's fine. Yeah. yeah. There's also still a minimal amount of caffeine in I know everyone's decaf. Like that, I know. Do you have coffee after dinner? No. No. Unless I, unless I was going out. And but so you don't like it enough to have like a decaf in the evening. I don't see the point. Yeah, I go for a herbal coffee. Tea. I just yeah. love coffee, though. Know. I love I do, the taste of it. I get my fix early in the day. I don't. I try not to have anything caffeinated yeah. after like eleven or twelve because it does it affect does me. You. So yeah. I would be if I had even like a diet coke at four o'clock mm. in the <laughs> afternoon. I'd be like wide awake at midnight. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Fair enough. Me. Mm. Do you drink coffee? Do you know what? I Tor and I had this conversation the other day. I like the smell of it and the taste, but it really messes me up. Oh, yeah. My heart. I feel like I'm gonna have. It's horrible. Even after one. Even after one. Oh. Like, and also, I had these chocolate coated coffee beans. It was like I'd taken speed. Honestly, <laughs> everything was just, and I hate it. I can't. I, I cannot just not take tea. that feeling. Yeah, I can drink tea happily. Weird. Tea, but tea can be quite strong. How many, how many yeah. cups of tea do we have a day? I mean, maybe one. Oh, Weekends, okay. I treat, push it to three. <laughs> but I just. Living on the edge, Becky. <laughs> living live on the edge, but coffee really doesn't work. My desk drink like five cups of tea a day. Oh, wow. Fashion. Oh, yeah. Not me, Polly but yeah, Lou. Polly and Lou, and drink a lot, four or five cups of milk. I wish I liked tea. I guess I don't like milk, so that probably is why I don't. But so I, you, your coffee's always black. Yeah, just so it's good for you. I couldn't. Yeah. I mean, there's always conflicting advice. No, but I'm like, really, I'm fine. yeah, really good for you. I think it's in. It's up to six a day. I think, like, <laughs> no, because I remember they said there was a study last year. Like, if you have up to six black coffees, you're healthy. And I was yeah. like, oh, I might push it back what, up. To why, six, what's so good about? I think I don't, I don't know. The thing I've heard is the minute you add. Milk, it can destabilize the antioxidants in coffee, which that's what those benefits are yeah. for. Those like you know protect your brain yeah, yeah. and the neuroprotective properties. But I don't know. If that's... Interesting. So that's the study. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Weren't you really into matcha at one point? I tried to get into matcha because I thought I needed to cut. 
like on my coffee. Mm-hmm. But actually, matcha, it doesn't give me the same kick. Yeah. I might have a matcha at like three or four in the afternoon because it gives you that little lift, but oh, nowhere see, near couldn't, the buzz. Really. Green tea, if I have that on an empty stomach, makes me sick. Yeah, me it's too. really tea. weird. Yeah, yeah. I promise it's, you. It's so mild. It does. No, no. Really? I tried when I was like cutting down, be like, right, I'll switch to a green tea. I don't often have breakfast. Um, and yeah, I just have a green tea. Sick. Like actually like watery throat. Wow. Like, wow. The lot. So I now I love it. I'm exactly no, the same. It happens to a lot of people. It happens to my sister. I spoke to. Lo- I don't know what, what it is. What is it about it? Do you know? I'm Any not guesses? sure. No. Loads of antioxidants yeah. that my body's not used to. <laughs> your body's like, go away. <laughs> but I do want to do a piece of this like about coffee because some people are like, Please oh my do. god, do you drink coffee? I'm like, yes, it's not bad for you. It's yeah. actually quite good for yeah. you. And so many people like I, know, I remember I don't know Rosie Huntington Whiteley was like cuts caffeine when it comes to it. But mm. and like, exactly. is that true? Like, is it? And I don't know whether that's for health purposes or for fat purposes, whatever. But I would be quite interested in hearing it debunked. Yeah, I think it is really down to the individual. I have to say, like Becky, it's obviously not agreeing with you. Heather, will you be slashing out on some kind of new coffee setup for your new house? I think I'm inheriting something from someone in my family, which is, is like an old 10-year one, but much better than just a stovetop. So, yeah, weekends okay. I'll definitely be... I think you've just got to clean them then, haven't you? That's it. That's, That's why I don't drink the milk out of the one here. Yes. Because... I remember you always used to say that. Yeah, my dad always says it's poisonous. That, like, film of milk oh. that doesn't really get cleaned out. Yeah. Oh, no, never, no. According to my dad, he's not a scientist, but anyway. <laughs> Dad's know everything. Dad's know everything, exactly. All right, well, if you do want to know more about everything from the different types of coffee, that you can add to all kinds of machines and the machines and equipment itself then have a look at the feature on the site I think we'll leave it there if you have any feedback at all please do email podcast at shillux.com we love hearing from you don't forget to rate, review, subscribe and tell your friends bye bye Hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to Quince I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.